It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Welcome to Loving the Strange. What's up, baby? What's up, honey? I've been sitting here for like 20 minutes waiting for this shit to start. He's lying because he just ran into his seat. Do I look like I was just running? I'm not sweaty. It was from the kitchen. (laughs) Our house isn't Kanye West big. It's not a Kardashian house. It's like Uh, 10 feet. It's 10 feet. Oh my gosh. So he's talking about how how um, the interior aesthetic <laughs> of their house a long time ago. I don't know, maybe 2021, whenever they were still married, there was all these photos of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian's house, and it was very stark and white and had no coziness in it. And it was one of those moments where most of us were like, wow, we are nothing like those people. I bet there were some people that loved that. I bet there was. But I bet a lot of those people's houses didn't look like that. Hey, Dee's here. I like a little dog hair and dust. (laughs) We don't know how to live without dog hair and dust. You know, some personality. Yeah, and dog hair and dust gives you that personality. Yeah, dust and dog hair. And I don't know. I mean... How many houses can you walk into and see a really nice, high-quality leather couch and a fucking language dog fur tumbleweed blown across the living room? All right, all right, all right, see? all right. We got our own little neat niche, baby. Hey, hey Doug that's two people. Doug Marshall, it's your anniversary. Yeah. Is it really? Um, and it's a big one. Happy anniversary! Happy, happy. Fifth anniversary, Doug. <laughs> Happy ten year anniversary. <laughs> no, it's a super big one. Like fifty? Maybe. Really? Yeah. Fiftieth. It it's his fiftieth. Damn. I just didn't awesome. want to add him on that. Yeah. And he's here. Yeah, you know how many how old we'd be like 120 if we had a 50th. We got married really late, baby, because no, we made a lot of mistakes. We, we wouldn't be that old. Because that'd be 70. <laughs> but anyway. We made a lot of mistakes. Um, and before we got married. <sighs> but happy anniversary, Doug. Hell yeah, happy anniversary. Thanks for I showing up. I don't know up. what you're doing here, but I appreciate it. <laughs> we all appreciate and you. He said, Yeah, it's a big deal considering I'm only 43. He got married at negative seven. That may- that makes you some, some, never mind. He wasn't even thought about. His I parents know. might not have even been together, but he got married then. Look at our dog over there. Other people can't see our dog. I know, but... I wish they could see our dog. Um, our dog that's usually like half paralyzed. If you can see this. He's got a new dog bed and all of a sudden, no, it's all blurry. It's because of your background screen. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, I tried. Anyways, that's that's Sparty, and he got a new doggy bed. He's going nuts. Two hot seconds ago, right before the podcast, and apparently it needs a good scratching. 
Dude, he's yeah. finally laid down. He had some adjusting to do. Yeah. Susie says aloha from the island girl living in the prime tree world. Ooh. You know what I just realized um, in relation to our supposed subject matter tonight? I was going to sing a song about Susie's comment. But oh, yes. sing, no, sing your song. No, it's not. We could very well be the strange neighbors. <laughs> Maybe you know we're the strange neighbors. So our podcast subject tonight is strange neighbors. And recently in the Bar Harbor police log, Bar Harbor is where we live. It's a town in Maine and a lot of tourists come here. Anyways, recently, like maybe two weeks ago in the police log, it said, officer, I don't know. I'm just going to make it Judson. Officer Cake. Judson Cake, J Cake, responded <laughs> to a complaint of a possible domestic oh, it yeah. turned out it was just people singing karaoke <laughs> and we both thought was that us yeah because sometimes we'll sing, sing karaoke in our living room really loudly and it could sound i mean i'm not a good singer carrie's a good singer that's not true neither points of their true but I do have a tendency to sing Zombie by the Cranberries with a lot of growl. And I just have this image of all our neighbors being like, oh, yeah, they're weirdos. They're such weirdos. Like, I think the fact of the matter is if we sing karaoke, in our own either house. the cops are going to show up or the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, it's really loud because we give it our all. And we have never done karaoke in real Not life, in, in real public life. But, you know, it was summer and the windows were open. And I completely relate to whoever those people were if they were not us. Because they honestly could have been us. Yeah, but the cops never came here. So. Dude, you don't know that you the know, cops our, didn't. Our, wait, our, our wait, wait. The they could have crept upon the porch and listened. And I could have listened. They could have like crawled in commando style underneath the ring camera and been they like, could've. oh, that's Sean singing Chris Stapleton. Like that could have happened. Yeah, could've. <laughs> I also think I might be in the police log next week. Why? What? Oh, because you caught the dog. So last week. Oh, the so, dog. so a couple days ago there was a doggy on our street and we heard it on the scanner because we have a little hyper local news site and so we listen to the police scanner now and that makes it life really weird because you don't really want to listen to the police scanner as a background in your life but anyways we do because we love people and so we heard on the police scanner there's a dog loose on school street it's like brown this and gray and that was where we live so I stopped everything in the middle of dinner, grabbed Pokey's leash, and jumped outside and said, she I'm did. looking for that dog. She didn't even come back with the leash. No. So I jumped outside. I went out to the road. I looked down the road. No dog. I looked across the street, and there was a dog. I said, hey, dog. And the dog ran at me in a joyous doggy way. And then I was so excited that I caught the dog. And I was like, I can't let this dog go. He'll run into traffic somewhere. He'll die. And like I wrapped Pokey's leash around this dog's body in what I thought was a really cool Girl Scout move <laughs> and held this dog there. And the dog's like, I love you. I love you. You're the coolest human. I love you. I love you. I love you. 
And then the cop came, parked way down the street. No offense to the cop, but he parked way the hell down the street. And I'm waiting, holding onto this dog. Like, oh my God, I got this dog. I saved this dog. I saved this dog. He comes ambling down the street, super slow, even though he's a marathon runner. Woompa, woompa, woomp, right? Gets there. And he's like, hey, is that the dog? I'm like, yeah. didn't really want to take the dog, man. And I'm like, I didn't catch, I didn't call it in. I just caught it. I just caught it. And he's like, okay. And then he looks up, and I'm like, I tried to, like, restrain him with the leash, right? And he's like, okay. And then he looks at the dog. And he goes and puts his cop hand in the doggy's fur at the doggy's neck. (laughs) And he's like, oh. And he, like, clicks my leash onto the collar. So, like, there was a collar there the whole entire time. But I'm so hyper and freaked out about, hey, baby, we all saw your bum, about catching the doggy that I didn't even notice. And then I realized that the cop thought I was an idiot. Well, the end. I mean. And they took our dog leash. But they brought it back. They did bring it back. Almost immediately. It was a really dirty dog leash, too. (laughs) Dee says, no one cared about that story. I could think that was a boring story. What story? My doggy capture story. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You were you were the doggy hero that day, baby. D said you have to give it all during karaoke. Hell yeah! And D, I think you're right. I think karaoke is like dancing, and like you kind of commit to it really hard. Like you don't want to be like a dancer who's like, oh, right. You want to be like, for, that was horrible dancers. But like you want to be firm and confident, right? Like you want to commit to it. So, yeah, I think you're right. You got to give it your all when you're karaokeing. Not that I've ever done it in public. The end. Because I'm too afraid. I'm <laughs> we too will, afraid. though. Someday we will. No. Hell yeah. Susie says she thought it was a heroic move. Bravo. Singing karaoke? <laughs> I think catching the puppy. Oh, my God. Did you not hear the part where she walked out the front door and the dog ran up to her with its tail wagging? It was such a cool, happy dog. <laughs> it was the best dog. And it got to the police department. Everybody freaking loved it, apparently. Yeah. So they didn't want to give dog. up. It was a really good dog. His name was Douglas. Douglas the dog. He was a husky German shepherd mix. Was he? Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. According to its owner. Um, Dee says, my brother and I belt out a few songs today. It was Miss You oh, by Blink-182. Nice. After the podcast, maybe we should sing it. <gasps> Dee has even done it at parties. Dee knows how to live. Oh, you know, none of our friends have karaoke. Maybe we should have karaoke at our Halloween party. No. Why not? Because. But you got to sing a Halloween song. What would that be? A thriller? We did the mash. We did the monster mash. Or thriller. There's tons of Halloween songs. You just sang the monster mash. Whatever. It was the first so, thing that came to mind. It was so cute. Um, Doug says I do it in public every chance I get. So do we, Doug. <laughs> we love doing it in public. No. I think no. there's a term for that. No. Starts with an E. No. D says, I've got a karaoke game. D, you're just showing off now. <laughs> yeah, you are. You show off, D. Is that for your, uh, what's the game? I, don't, I haven't heard about it in a while. Where, where it was really. PS5? 
No, where you, it was it was a Nintendo thing, I think, where you, it was really interactive and you had to like move around. You got hand controllers for like tennis. Deal, tell us. Um, <laughs> Dee said it was fun in college. So anyway, this. Anyways, what? Um, it's just dance. That's not. I'm not talking about the game. I mean the con the system, the game system, where it had it had hand not controllers like. You know, joystick and shit where you get that carpal tunnel. Um, okay, Grandpa, you're talking know, about Atari? Wii, the Wii, yes, it was a Wii. Thank you, D. <laughs> D had wow. a Wii. Anyways, what were we talking about? Um, All right, oh, so this podcast is karaoke about... Karaoke on the Wii would be like singing into a microphone. Go ahead, baby. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'll take my lessons later. Okay. So this podcast is about strange neighbor stories. You don't have to do any NPR voice, baby. I was trying to bring us down a little bit. We were being a little high contact, so I was trying to like try. I to am high contact. So put I'm intellectual spin <laughs> upon this very loosey goosey live podcast. And today's podcast is about strange neighbors in this world of straight streets and front porches and fences where Americans do not interact and mingle due to the constraints of how their communities are built. What is it to be a neighbor? We talk to our neighbors all the time. I'm just making up my NPR stuff. All right, so anyways. Oh, you make that up? Yeah. Hell yeah, that was good, baby. Thank you. I thought you were reading. No, I was making all that up off the, Shit. I was improving. I was improving. That okay, was so. Anyway, although that's all very true, like how our neighborhoods are set up yeah, in these straight lines where the yeah. backyards are like the outdoor recreation area and then how we like kind of like put fences around those that's right. makes America and like and how we like set up our neighborhoods actually a more lonely situation. It sucks. If you want to go jump in somebody's pool in the middle of the night, you got to jump like three fucking fences. Anyways, so it makes ah. us as Americans not as community neighborhood oriented as like, let's say like a community in the Netherlands um, or in other places where those front spaces are community spaces, right? Like where the streets aren't just for cars moving from place to place, but as gathering points, right? So like there's a whole... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Nothing. You just described the whole ton of neighborhoods in America. Exactly. No, that's part of the Not whole. Not just the Netherlands. But the whole point is that when you have that like communal area, like when you your kids can play in the street together, when you have gardens in the front yard, when you have porches that people interact across, like all that stuff. It makes a different kind of culture and a different kind of society than what the 1950s on in America was considered the American dream. That's all. That has nothing to do with strange neighbors, except for the fact it that sure you're living does. in a neighborhood. Yeah. And that maybe that loneliness and that isolation and that lack of interaction 
maybe make you misinterpret what might be very, very normal in your strangers, in your neighbors to be strangers. <laughs> in your strangers. To be nay. In funny. your strangers to be nay or your neighbors to be stray. <laughs> I give up on this podcast. You did such a good job though with that NPR bullshit. That was good. Dude, I could do that NPR all the time. I know. It's just fake. All right, so. D said, before we get started, I do have a Wii, but it's on a PlayStation, and Kate is here! Yeah, she came in at a really weird spot. I'm so she sorry, Kate. Left over. I know, probably. <laughs> Poor Kate. So, hopefully Kate didn't bring a friend this time. <laughs> hopefully Kate's friend you know, is still Kate's friend. I was thinking about all that you were saying. Yeah. And it's really... Your NPR voice is really apropos because it's a lot of that's like socioeconomic. I guess socioeconomic. Because man, when I was growing up, you didn't hang out in the backyard. Well, not my my neighbor. We didn't have backyards big enough for the you know the American dream of a pool, a deck, and a barbecue grill. Yeah. So everybody hang out front in the street. Yeah. The front yards were bigger, but we didn't care about the yards. You can't do anything in the yard. Can't play basketball in the grass. It's you a hang out on the street. Is that what you all did? Yeah. Yeah. Or puppy, come here. Pokey. Our puppy. Our, we got naughty. two bed, dog beds tonight, and our little dog is still is trying to eat ruin, it. Ruin one already. I, we have a bet about whether or not the do, the dog bed's gonna last the podcast because Pokey is really good at eating the pod. She the dog will. <laughs> She will not last the podcast if she messes up. That's that not day. true. Anyway, Susie said before we start talking about strange neighbor stories yeah. 20 minutes into the podcast, Susie said the one only times I sang car a okay was on a Japanese game. She, she phonetically did it for us. Oh, was on a Japanese Susie, what? I you were on a Japanese game show? First off. Wait, can we go back? Yeah. I've got a New Hampshire accent with heavy Staten Island. Like, I'm not ever going to say that right. So, anyways, the only time I sang karaoke was on a Japanese game show and at a thank you celebration party for the construction crew that built the party room for our favorite sushi shop in Misawa. She probably should have done the phonetic for that one for me. It's Susie. (laughs) Japan. It's considered rude not to sing when invited or not to do a traditional dance. Yeah, I can't live in Japan. Yeah, I would do it if I'd I was be invited. I'd in the neighborhood. <laughs> it would be rude. You said, okay, I'm going to separate this story because I think it'll be too long. So at my old place, I was coming back from lunch. I was unlocking my door and I could hear the door behind me being unlocked at a rapid pace. <laughs> what was it like one of those New York doors in the movie where they have like 13 locks? Really? He's like, holy shit, somebody's trying to get out quick. All right, continuing Dee's story. Okay. I myself was trying to hurry up. Didn't make it. I hear a voice go, hey. <laughs> and I look behind me and this old man is peeking around his door. I say, hi. He asked me if I'm his neighbor and if I was married. That's weird. Let's just stop there and say that's weird. Can you ever imagine asking someone if they're married? Like the first time you meet them, you're like, hey, are you married? 
Yeah, man. Well, I know Dee's a hottie, but still. All right. After I answered his question, <laughs> he immediately shut the door back and locked it. It's just two locks, but they were rushing. She said, never date your neighbor. Especially if that's her, like, go-to move. So unripped, though. No, like. Once you start shagging up. <laughs> hey, I got So, wait. Dee didn't tell us specifically if she answered honestly. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she said yes. And that's why he shut the door and locked that motherfucker back Language. Sorry. Doug, who's been married for 15, 50 years, said never date your neighbor. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. That's true. All right. Do you want to read the John Bell comment? Or I you don't know if I do or if I don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. So okay, first no, off, wait, what? hold on. D said, I did not. I was creeped out. I did not what? Say you were married? Maybe she, she like didn't say either. And she said, I most definitely would not date my neighbor. Not that one. <laughs> definitely not that one. Definitely not that one. Not if he's got two locks on his door. Matthew McConaughey, maybe, but yeah. not that one. All right. You ready? Ready for John Bell? Yeah. All right, Sean, read this. So it says Sean's. So oh, name, no, maybe we me. shouldn't read this. My, no, no, it's not the story you're thinking of. Oh, okay. My, it can't be. <laughs> okay. My neighbor, like my immediate neighbor, the house next to mine. Okay, we got that. living. We got that squared away. Lily was female and the rec leader. What's a rec leader? <clears throat> well, right across the street from John Bell's house, which was like two or three houses down from mine, was the county, well, we had a huge county, so it had many recreation areas, like office, physical brick and mortar locations. Okay. So it's, so the Northeast, we live in the neighborhood of Northeast, so that particular county's recreation <gasps> building and area was right across the street from John Bell's house. Uh-oh. And it was a little street, a neighborhood street, two lanes, right? Right. So she worked there, and she was in charge or whatever. And here we go. Okay. She looked like a boy and lived with a girl. So we assumed she was gay. But she was cool. Wait, um, it should be and she was cool. And she, but, okay. Yes. Yeah, and she was cool as a person. She I'm was. editing you, John Bell, as we go along. After a while, she found out John liked to play pool, so asked me to take her one night. After a few beers, she started grabbing my package <laughs> and rubbing her butt on me. What? Yeah. Then she pushed me backwards on the table and jumped on me, kissing and rubbing, so I said, let's go, being embarrassed in a room full of people. <laughs> on the way home, she started snorkeling. I don't know what that means, and I don't think I'm going to take a guess. No, 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 no. But John's driving, and he's got a snorkel. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So you can't see the. I can't see the rest. I'm going to read the rest of that comment because I went to Facebook because I saw that was happening. He said, We went to her house, and soon as we walked in, her in, her woman was there, and her mood changed, and she asked me to leave. Next. Oh, read that again for me, please. They go to her house. Yeah. Her mood, her lady friend is there. Oh. And her mood changed, and she's like, John, get out of here. All right. So. After that, 
Every time I went to Sean's house, my house, I would try to position myself to see in a window between the cracks and scratches and frame to see if I could kiss him or whatever with her female roommate. Don't judge. I was 18. <laughs> I should have just asked him. See, he realizes how he was wrong now. Uh -huh. Maybe I could have had both. Had a boat. <laughs> I don't think John Bell realizes he was wrong now. John says he never asked me if he ever saw anything because I was he was embarrassed to have been handled by the four Oh, so she was super tall. <laughs> by the four foot tall lesbian recreation league. I think she was probably by John. I think yeah, she was a little by. She was bi, probably. And yeah, I think that that is probably one of the most interesting Sean neighborhood stories. And Sean will text you privately about a story he knows about that. <laughs> I said, Mom, don't call the cops. That's just John at the window. No. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So Dee said in the continuation of her story that when the neighbor across the hall with all the locks on his doors yeah. asked her if she was married, she lied and said her boyfriend had funky work hours. Luckily, my brother stopping by randomly helped. But then they always had random people coming in. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wild. That's, maybe he was like a swinger. Old I had he was an old dude swinger. I'm trying to think about weird neighbors that I had. Wait, I want to I want to I want to embellish upon John's no. story. Just, yeah, no, baby, no, no, it's it's innocent. Trust me. Okay, it's so between my I don't house, trust you at all. Between my house and my neighbor's house. Okay, prior to them living there, I don't know if they purchased a house or were renting it or what. But prior, the owners prior to them living there were were an older couple. <laughs> Yeah. So he's like in the landscaping and stuff. And between our houses, right down the middle, which must have been the property line, he planted these a hedge. But it was these plants. Was it a bush? <laughs> it was a bush. It was tall and narrow. Okay. But it made, you know, it really made a nice barrier. Yeah. But like the houses were so close together, you could be in my yard and not see the other house, but you could slide through that bush. Like you could with it, just the way the the design of the trees, you could walk right through it and then be in their yard zone. Yeah, their yard. Really. Yeah. But also, if there was like somebody driving by on the street or something, they could they would have to look at you at a ninety degree angle to ever see you because of how close their houses were and they were oh, split right, by yeah. this hedge. Wow. <clears throat> so, you know. John had a good thing going, I guess. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dee continued her story and said, we thought they were selling things at that neighbor's house. My friend told me if I ever smelled something burning, I needed to run. <laughs> well, well, that could be many things. Like, if you smell marijuana, you don't need to run. But if it's like a chemical burning smell and they're making meth or something, you better get out and build it. Oh my gosh. What? Wow. Wow. Dude, we're like half an hour into this. We haven't really talked about neighbors except for John. Well, D. D. Oh, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah. D story. We did talk about karaoke. Yeah. Karaoke took a while. And D said she meant the oh, chemical yeah. smell. That's when you got to run. <laughs> I don't. 
Shani, did you ever have any weird neighbors? Ah, uh, man, I can't imagine we didn't have weird neighbors. We did have weird neighbors. Yeah? Lots of weird neighbors all over the place. Yeah. I'm from Florida, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. You know what? Here's a neighbor story. <clears throat> we were living in Orlando, and I was like 12, 12 probably 12, 13, because we moved back to Fort Lauderdale when I was 13. But uh, my immediate neighbor there, yeah. um, the family had like three kids, and and the oldest one was a boy, and he was right about my age, and and the other two were girls, and they were younger. And the dad was some sort of laborer, because that's kind of the kind of neighborhood it was, low yeah. class, not not super low, but low middle, I guess. Maybe. Okay. Um, and at some point in time, I found out his son was really jealous of me because he thought his dad liked me more than he liked him. Which well, <laughs> is probably true because I was way smarter and cooler. But um, one day I was in there. And back. humbler. One day, so yeah, much humbler. I was way humbler. I never. Anyways, back then I was. Um, <laughs> one day, his dad. Yeah. Climbed up in this big giant orange tree. Yeah. With a saw. Yeah. Like a metal saw, a hand saw, not like a chainsaw, because they couldn't afford a chainsaw. <laughs> but uh, and he wanted to cut off this branch. And he was cutting the branch down. And when he almost got like all the way through it, you know, he's still cutting, but the branch started falling. It fell on a power line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden, his dad's not moving anymore. He's just up in the tree. <laughs> like, not moving. And uh, I don't even remember exactly what happened, but he had got electrocuted by that. You know, the power went through the branch into the saw and into his body. Uh, <laughs> but he was okay. Because, you know, that's kind of, they're the hard to kill kind. But, uh, it's hard to kill. <laughs> you know how some people do, just fucking try to kill themselves all the time and it never works. Yeah. There's this guy I knew in Ellsworth, and he got, he hit a, all right, he was driving this wicked beater pickup truck, like this ancient pita. Pita? Pita truck? I wish. One of your friends probably was driving a pita truck. I love me a good pita, but no, it was like. like P-E-T-A. No, 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 no. It was like a a beater truck, right? And he's exactly like that kind of guy you're talking about. Like, he like just like did so many things so stupidly and just kept surviving at the time i think he was like a little kid's soccer coach and baseball coach and any kind of coach at the y right yeah um and like he was drunk or on drugs or something i probably shouldn't have said that but he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and he hit a deer on the bangor road yeah and he went right through the right through the windshield like from a deer? Yeah. Must have been a big deer. I don't know. He went through the he went through the <laughs> he probably hit a tree. He wasn't wearing was a deer. No, he wasn't wearing no, I did the police log. I know what oh. he hit. Like he hit a deer, he went through the windshield, right? And then got up and walked home. Oh yeah, that happened. And it was like six miles that he because he was way up the Bangor Road and he lives in Elsers Falls and he just walked like the whole entire time. Abandoned the truck. Or charged, I mean. He got charged for something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was fine. 
like just absolutely fine and like things like that happen to him all the time some people you just can't kill yeah but um one time like at one point in his life he lived in like a trailer court yeah you know like where like the what do you call it like where all the mobile homes are mobile home park park. Yeah. yeah and another mobile home caught fire right or like a building yeah like maybe i think it was actually a real like a two-story residence next to the mobile home park in yeah. this industrial part of the town caught on fire and he and his roommate just were like oh shoot like they put down their uh joints and their beers and stuff and they're like what do we do and they're like i guess we gotta go see if anybody's in there and so they both rushed into this burning building got the people out it doesn't sound like they rust baby i'm just saying well after that they <laughs> like and they got these people out and like these same people who are like hey not gonna wear my seatbelt. i'm drunk driving i'm like or like under the influence blah 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 i went through my windshield saved these other human beings like and it i that was like when i having an addiction doesn't make you a bad person that was a really big moment for my very young Carrie life because in my head before that, everything was so polarized, like you're good or you're bad. It's black or it's white in the terms of like ethics, you know, like bad or good, you know, all that kind of like hilarious. And like, that's why I was always an alien having getting, knowing these guys and seeing what they did, how kind they were, and how they made these what like my mother would have called very big moral failings but yet we're like the kindest most giving human beings putting their lives on the line in more than one way honestly for for them like it kind of like made me realize how intricate and important and multifaceted people could be but I would say that they were both bad neighbors and good neighbors because they had many a party, but then they saved their neighbors' lives. So right, right, right. It's like, hey, I'm going to pull out a noise complaint on you. But at the same time, oh, thanks for saving me so I didn't die in that fire. And I think that's so interesting because even when you think of that, like these strange neighbors' stories, like when you hear a story about weirdness, it's just like one little bit of somebody's whole entire story. I'm trying to save this story, and I'm not sure if I'm making it. Help me out here. I don't know if I can. Well, that's not but helpful. you can go to the comments. <sighs> that was really not very supportive <laughs> or helpful. I already saved it. No, I already didn't. saved you all. All right, so. Said, just because somebody has an addiction doesn't mean they're a bad person. No, because that would imply that I thought that. All right, so D I, said. But you admitted to it. You said, my younger self. When I was super young and dumb. And that's why I said I'm an alien. And you didn't even get my joke. Well, because I was still trying to figure out my thing. The alien's gray. It's a gray zone. Gray area. Not black or white. Wow. All right, so Dee said, it's not a neighbor story, but one time when my brothers were hanging out together, someone came by and asked for a tomato sandwich. What? I would have said no, tomatoes are gross. That's awesome, actually. Why don't you read this? I would have made him a tomato sandwich, and I would have been like, you're nasty. Why don't you read this and think about what it means to be kind to your wife, Sean? I am kind to my wife. All right, ready? Go. Mm. 
Madeline says. It's Susie. Susie. The strangest neighbors were a couple of highly educated professors who had a lot of book learning, but no common sense. <coughs> this is a great story. I know it is. The woman came to my mother and showed my mom a handful of clothespins and asked how to use them. But were these with the clippy kinds or the ones you just slid over? Anyways, mom showed her how to hang clothes outside on the clothesline because they didn't have a dryer. None of us did back in the 50s. She came another time during the winter and wanted to know why her house was so cold. <laughs> I can't see the rest of this. Mom went next door and found the windows open as well as the front door. She went around closing windows and doors. Then she showed them how to start a fire in the fireplace. I went over and taught them how to use a vacuum and cook simple meals. Wow. They I, were professors? I was nine. Dang. That's crazy. So Susie was only nine and was teaching these grown-ups the skills, right? Yeah, I can relate to that. Doug said, when I was 13, the man next door shot his wife and two little boys, and one of the boys died. Doug! Dougie Downer? <laughs> Happy anniversary, Doug! Was that in New Hampshire? That's oh my gosh! Strange, that's a strange neighbor. That's a very strange neighbor, but it does feel like New Hampshire. Dee said, he got scared off. Oh, the tomato sandwich guy. Because the oldest one got utensils to protect <laughs> They gave him a McDonald's cheeseburger instead. D said. Much better. Yeah. Unless he was a vegetarian. Yeah. And Susan said both to the answer to your question. Oh, both Sean. kinds. Yeah. All right. So that was like when they were just changing over. Yeah. To the newfangled springy kind of clothespin. When I was a little kid, we were growing up, when I grew up, I lived in Bedford, New Hampshire, and we lived in a haunted house on top of a hill that everyone thought was creepy um, because it's a dark brown and everybody ranch and everybody it else. <laughs> and yeah, it was haunted, but everybody else kind of lived in a McMansion. And um, like, we didn't really have a neighbor except the people across the street who ran a dog kennel. And that was it. Like, that was our only neighbor. And then we moved to a little, because it was commercial property and my mom couldn't afford the taxes. So we had to move to a not commercial property in a little neighborhood subdivision. And we moved there and there was this boy who lived next door and I would come out of the house and he'd just be at his window. Like he listened to a lot of docking. Do you remember docking? Oh, I sure do. Okay. Are you reading John Bell's yeah. comments? Okay. Anyways, cool, like should I not tell the story no, you because you're not paying any attention at all? Doc. I'm totally paying attention. No, you're not. You're this not. Is, it's about docking. I'm just kidding. Do you want me to read the? Do you want to? Can we read John Bell or is John I'm Bell not, being too naughty? I want naughty? you to finish your story, love. I don't think there's a point, buddy, because no, you're please, not paying attention. Because everybody else was listening as well. I don't know. Yeah, they were. Anyways, he would just stand at his window and be staring. Like, every time I'd come out, he'd be like this. Well, that's way creepy. It was super creepy. And that's what he listened to was Dokken? Dokken and ACDC. And that's why I hated black t-shirts. Because he wore, like, black band t-shirts at the like time. a huge difference. Because I associated them with him. I mean, ACDC is, like, kind of 
kind of heavy metal, but Dawkins like seriously heavy. I went to a Dawkins concert. Yeah, did you really? Yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> because we had Jackie and I had nothing to do. My best friend, and so we like snuck into the concert. I think I don't think we paid, and like we got crushed. Oh, by the people? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Did you get caught up in the moss pit? Well, I don't know. Back then, Manchester, New Hampshire had had concerts out in like this mill yard, and um, it was all open air and general admission, and. Doc, it was like gonna rain and docking and was like pray to Satan for rain or something. I can't Pouring. remember. <laughs> and like it started pouring and the crowd went wild. And Jackie and I were really, really little and really, really tiny. And we just got like smushed, like fast forward up towards the stage. Were you kind of close to the stage to begin with? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, man. It was I never horrifying. Want to be up there. It was so scary. It was that's where the mosh pits start. Yeah. yeah. Good Lord. All right. All right, what? I don't know whether or not I need to, like, should I put up John Bell? I'll read it. I don't trust you to read it. I don't trust John to write it, and I don't trust you to read it. And that's oh, it's the not problem that. There's, no, there's nothing. No, it's. All right. I'll, I'll edit some of his language. All right. A neighbor on the other side, which would be the opposite side. From my house. Other. Yes. Named Colleen. A beautiful redhead, but crazy. <laughs> when I got the when he when John got divorced from We all know you're reading from John's point of view. It's okay. He stayed with his mom for a couple months and was renovating his mom's house. Crazy Colleen was That's so mean. And asked if he would fix this or that. So I went over there and fixed some things for her several times. A few times I'd be in the middle of something and she would say, I need to take a shower and go to work. She would shower and come out with these hot, skimpy clothes and leave. She would come back within two hours. She said she sold hardware, nuts and bolts. <laughs> a guy at work said he got an escort that he knew me, that knew me and lived by me. Wow, poor Colleen. He showed me a picture of crazy Colleen. <laughs> that woman never paid me anything. Ask ass or grass ever. <laughs> I think she is the one that called the cops on Sean and I for killing a rabbit possum in the street. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I'm just, I, I swear to God, I'm not sure what he's talking about. <laughs> you killed a rabbit possum in the street and you don't even remember? Possibly. <laughs> I do remember right. once, but it wasn't my neighborhood and it wasn't me that killed the possum. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Susie has a story in which Susie says, we signed the lease on this house in a housing area, then went on vacation for a week and then came home to find a woman had brutally murdered just two units over from our place. Oh, wow. You and Doug, Susie. I know. That's terrible. I don't hear. I'm going to put it back on Star Party. What's up? <laughs> I don't know what that means. All right. But I think John and I were the strange neighbors. I think probably. So over here on littlethings.com, they have a few strange neighbors stories that are a little bit more tame than us. No way. Yeah. So How can they be more tame well, than these strange? 
Number one, I was cooking steak and bacon on the porch in the summer, and they called the fire department for the smoke. <clears throat> How they create the smoke? From barbecuing. Really? That's, That's like the remember that crap we read, wasn't that in like Portland, Maine, where yes. they were having this big hoodoo about people having fire pits in their backyard? Yeah. So during COVID in Portland, Maine, when everybody was stuck at home, Portland's a bigger city in Maine, but it's still Maine, so it's not like a big city. And uh people started complaining on each other and writing angry editorials to newspapers when their neighbors barbecued outside because the smoke from the grill would come into their house, which said they said made it hard for them to breathe. That's so ridiculous. That kind of feels like this right there. Yes, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Here's another I mean, one. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you want another one? Yeah. Cop here. I went to a disturbance call where two neighbors were blowing leaves at each other with their leaf blowers and they were mad. They weren't like pretending and having fun. They were actually angry yeah. doing that. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's like a Will Ferrell movie. Like, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say it sounds like a movie scene. Yeah, yeah. Madeline or Susie in her second post, which is the same as the first almost, but that was right in Bangor. Here. So Susie said, you want to read it? We signed the lease on this house in a housing area. Oh, wait. That was the brutally murder one. Yes. All right. So then. It's the same thing, except it's one of the housing areas in Bangor. All right. Read it. We signed the lease on this house and then went on vacation for a week. And when we came home, we found out the woman had been brutally murdered. Her husband. Oh, she had brutally murdered her husband. We live in one of the housing areas in Bangor. It was all over the news. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, John Bell. I don't think he's done typing yet, honestly. I think he's oh, all right. the store. All right, I'll go back to some. Do you have a horrible neighbor on a link? Oh, I got one. Share? Okay. And it's on buzzfeed.com. Okay. And it says, Carrie needs to relax a little bit and forgive Sean for being high context tonight. This is what it really You hurt says. my heart earlier, babe. Huh. <sighs> Anyways. I had an upstairs neighbor. Look. He just heard it again. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I remember exactly how I, I wasn't paying since the news story. And I'm so sorry. I was paying this in though. Anyways, my story from BuzzFeed.com. <laughs> I had an upstairs neighbor who let their dog take poops on their balcony. Poop, I started to notice a brown viscous substance leaking on my pot onto my potted plants on my balcony. Oh, gross! It wasn't until it rained that I could smell that it was dog poo and pee. <laughs> I got him evicted because it kept happening. That's nasty. That's just lazy because he didn't want to take him for a walk. He would want to take his dog outside for a walk. That's so nasty. It is nasty. All right. This is from brightside.me, right? Are you ready? I'm ready. My dad had a neighbor that played his radio loudly all day, even when he wasn't home or was gone on vacation. Every time he left the house and his radio was still on, my dad would go and trip the circuit 
backbreaker to his condo. That's kind of funny. One day <laughs> he sees my dad, who's an electrical engineer, and asked him why the breaker kept tripping. Was it faulty wiring? No, my dad explained. The loud radio was probably just putting too much strain on the circuit because it was left on all the time. Really? No, he was lying. Oh. My dad suggested he should try turning it down or off when he wasn't home and see oh. if that fixed it. <laughs> So the man tried it, and surprise, surprise, the circuit breaker stopped tripping. That's awesome. Yeah. So here's one more from that site, right? Okay. Had another single condo owner in my development, so we both had extra bedrooms. She was pleasant, but I was surprised when she came and when she invited me to come over to see her quote collection. Okay. We went upstairs and she opened the door to her small extra bedroom and it was clowns. <laughs> clown clown dolls, clown bus, clown velvet paintings, clown toys. I'd be okay with that. More clown crap than I knew existed. Except for the velvet paints. All I could think of was the number of people who would run screaming from this room and all I could say was, wow. That's a really impressive collection. <laughs> That's totally what That's I That's so true, though. People would either run screaming or just be like, holy moly. Something, <laughs> something's wrong with you. I can dig it, though. Like I said, except for the velvet paintings. Uh -huh. I got one for you. Okay. This is, this is a good one. All right. I lived in a three-story apartment building on the middle floor. This weird, creepy guy moved in below us. He had a huge window and never closed the curtains. You can see directly in his living room where he had built a sex wing with bonded stuff. No! With bonded stuff hanging on it. Is this a John Bell story? No, it gets better. Okay. One day, a cop knocked on my door. He was holding about 20 pairs of women's underwear and asked me to pick out mine, which ended up being three pairs. <laughs> No. The cop said, throw them away. The downstairs neighbor had been stealing them out of the laundry room and wearing them. No. Apparently, the upstairs neighbor was walking in the building one day and saw her underwear hanging on the sex wing and called the cop. No. It's kind of like, almost like Silence in the Lambs. That's so creepy. Yeah, it is. He never got to use that sex swing, I'll bet you. I hope. That's wrong. <laughs> so John Bell's last story is this. When my wife moved in, she used to wash her car in her bathing suit, so I would check <laughs> out the window like 50 times every Sunday, and then her husband died, and I brought her flowers, and then weeks later, I planted her flowers, and then they became married. So John was the creepy name. Well, no, that's not the whole story. We know kind of the whole story. Uh, I'm going to finish it up. Uh, John, like, he, he, he didn't plant flowers. Where they live, they have in front of their house, like, a long, narrow kind of flower bed area and i think he pretty much filled the whole thing up with flowers live flowers plants because it was before the miley cyrus song yeah and he was like trying to make his move for like a long time and she kept shooting him down and eventually he was like all right i had enough of this so he sold his place which was right across the street from her 
and moved in with his mom. Uh huh. And then she got sad. Oh. And then after that, they hooked up. Yay! And now they're married and they got two kids. Yay! And they're adorbs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, these said they put the lotion on the skin. Oh, D, don't. Yeah. Don't motivate him. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a hand dug well in my basement. Ew, no, you don't. <laughs> so this one is from brightside.me. Yeah. I got home from work one snowy <laughs> winter day after some new neighbors had recently moved in. They invited me in, but apparently decided that paying for electrical baseboard heating throughout their apartment was just too expensive. Oh, well, it can be. So they had a propane grill lit in the middle of the Oh kitchen. my God, did they die? No. He left. <laughs> He's like really quickly. He left. I don't. That's horrible. Let's do uh, Susie's real quick. It seems like it might be interesting. I've only read, read, read the first sentence. All right. Go I'll read it. Yeah. So Susie had a scary thing happen to her as a pastor. Yes. A pastor listens to this podcast. A gentleman asked to speak with her for formal care. Pastoral care. Past, I don't know how I did that. Pastoral care. When he came in the parsonage office, he stepped very close to me and said he was lonely. Aww. I immediately stepped so the coffee table was between me and him. I asked him to leave just, our dog, just as our dog stepped between him and me. He left, and I had a panic attack. Oh, no. <laughs> You got to go with your gut, Susie. I used to be a church secretary. Yeah. And, uh, um. Did you the, get hit on a lot? Yeah. As church secretary? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one time it was really similar to Susie's story. Like I was, um, so I was a church secretary and I was really young and the church basically gave me the job because I had a baby and they felt bad for me. Um, and cause we were so poor. And so, um, they, uh, the church would give out like coupons for food and they'd give out diapers and all that kind of stuff. And one time this guy just came in and he was just like, I'm in love with you. I never met him before. And he just, kept, <laughs> yeah, he just kept getting closer and he closer and closer. He's like, I live near you. I was like, Oh, really? And I lied. I'm like, do you, which seems wrong because I was lying in a church. And I was like, do you live near this street? And he's like, no, I live on your street. And I was like, ah! And it was really <laughs> freaky. That sounds kind of like how we met, baby. Yeah, and then the minister came in and said, Sean, get out of here right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that happen? Did the minister come in and throw him out? Yeah, but the minister was a lady, so we were both like, ah! Oh. Yeah, it was really creepy. And 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 did you ever see him in the neighborhood? No. Nah. No? No. Nah. Oh, well, he wasn't that bad then. No, I don't think so. He was probably just lurking somewhere. He wasn't walking by your house all the time. In Lewiston, Maine. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> so Dee said, not a neighbor story again, but one day I was coming home and there was a package at my door and I panicked and thought it was a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> My CD doing this. My my mom brought bought me something and sent it as a surprise, but she didn't tell me. That's why I always tell you, D, if you're getting a package from Amazon from me. 
Um, D said, I have an overactive imagination. Thank you, MacGyver. <laughs> so John finished his story. Uh, okay, so we left off. John's <laughs> neighbor, who was a woman, used to wash her car in her bikini and jogging with perv on her. And then her husband passed away, and he went over and brought her some flowers, and then he planted live flowers in front of her house. And then... So when my wife's when my wife's first husband first husband died, I brought her some flowers and told her if she needed anything, let me know because I always help out the old ladies. Smooth, <laughs> 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 John. After a few weeks, I cleared out all her dead flowers and planted all new ones. Then I started fixing things for her. She worked two jobs, so she would come home at 10 p.m. <laughs> I would get all dressed up and go water my flowers at 10 p.m. <laughs> out front. So when she pulled in, I'd be there to wave hi to her. <laughs> it works because I finally got a date. They've been married over 20 years. That's adorable. Wow. John, you're the strange neighbor. Sounds a little sketch to me, buddy. It's adorable. <laughs> it works. But at least you didn't have to hang out in your buddy's yard. Oh my gosh. And wait for her to come home so you can look at her through the window. And then your Metallica or Dokken or ACDC t shirt. No, that wasn't. No, no. John would have been wearing a Hank Williams Jr. t shirt or oh my a flan, like a flannel. You saw that picture of my show you recently. I forgot already. But his sister posted when he was standing next to Bigfoot, the monster truck there. I'll have to look at it. And you said, oh, he was handsome. Sure, he was. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. It's almost eight o'clock. Strange neighbor stories. Do you want to hear the rest of the story? Neighbor story? No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what you're kidding about. Yeah, yeah. you just forgot. Anyway. I'm always trying to tell Sean that the only reason that we can stay married is because I repress everything and forget it all within like. But two that's hot not seconds. the only reason. It's because I'm simply one hell of a husband. One heck of a husband. A I'm hunk sorry. of hunk of burn and love, this man. <laughs> so respectful. So what? kind. I am. I'm Always pays attention things. to what I'm saying. Damn straight. Lie, lie, lie. Anyways, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Woo, go have fun. Happy Friday. John, tell your wife we said hello. Yes. And this and outro. Your kids too. Sorry, this man. outro music is from Stubby, and he's amazing, and he gave it to us for free because he's a love nugget, and you should check him out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe, and remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.